Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading App, and today is October the 15th, and we are cruising through the month of October, halfway through it, and by the end of next month, we will have read through the entire Bible in just a year. So finish strong, my friends, because we are cruising along, and today we are picking back up in the book of Ephesians, starting in chapter 3. For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you, that is, the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit of God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus, throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4 As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, 
When he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Him who is the head, that is, Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught, with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer but must work, doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. This concludes our reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So I want to go back to Ephesians 3, although there's so many things that I want to talk about in all of this. But for the sake of time, I have to choose just a few thoughts, so let's start at the beginning of chapter 3. This shows Paul's theology. He keeps talking about this mystery that has been revealed, and it's a mystery that he says has not been made known to other generations, but it now has been revealed by the Spirit of God. And the mystery that he's talking about is Christ Jesus. 
And not only that, but the work that Jesus did by dying on the cross. Now remember, Paul was a very zealous Jew. He understood the law, had the Torah memorized, and knew all the promises of God that were in the Old Testament. Of all people, he is able to understand the mystery. Because just like the Jews didn't accept Jesus, neither did Paul. If you remember his story from the book of Acts, Paul used to be called Saul until one day he had an encounter with the Lord Jesus himself. And as Jesus revealed himself, he understood this mystery that he's about to talk about. But one of the things he would have known was that all the way back in the book of Genesis, God promised a solution, that there would be a child born one day who the serpent might strike at his heel, but he would crush the head of that serpent. And when Jesus revealed himself to Paul on that road, Paul understood this mystery. There were so many Jews that did not get this mystery because they were still looking for the Messiah to come and to free them. They were even looking for a Messiah who would come and put the Jews into authority, letting them rule over the land. Yet Paul now understands, because of his revelation of Jesus, and because of the work of the Holy Spirit to show him who God really is, Paul understands that the mystery has been revealed through Jesus. The one they had awaited and looked for could be found in Jesus Christ himself. And so Paul encourages them, this mystery has been revealed not just to the Jews, but to these Gentiles he is now writing to. Even more, then he finds the most beautiful part of this picture. As he continues through chapter 3, he talks about how these people have also found and are able to understand the love of God through Jesus. And so Paul has been blown away not only by the love of God through Jesus, but how the love of God through Jesus is for all people, including the Gentiles. With that in mind is why he says verse 18. He says, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. This is Paul understanding and saying, look how vast this love of God really is. That not only are all people saved, but the Jews, the Gentiles, and all the people of the earth are brought together as one to be saved as God's people. What seemed impossible for generations before Paul has now been done through Jesus Christ. And that's why he ends chapter 3 with this. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. This could have concluded his letter, but he had more to talk about. But the point being, he showed them all people now have been grafted into God's love. And this happened through the love of Jesus Christ, who made all people children of God. And even those in Ephesus, the Gentiles who were there becoming Christians, they have the opportunity as well to love God and be loved by Him. 
just like all people today. Now, with all the crazy things going on around the world right this very moment, it can be really hard to think that all people are loved by God. In fact, we see things that don't make sense and we wish there was an end to them. But the hardest thing for us to remember is that God loves them all. Every single person, every single nation, even those on the side of terrorism or oppression, God desperately loves them. And he has made a way for them to be with him, but they have to choose to accept it. And so my prayer for all people of this world is that they would understand the love of God through Christ Jesus, who has made it possible for all of us to be redeemed back to God. Let us join in praying for that, that all nations will know him. And as that happens, let Jesus be so magnified that this whole world knows him and understands him and sees the love of God through him. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless. Thank you.